0: This is IGN. Crime Boss Rocket City takes Payday's potent formula and plops it in the middle of a decade that brought us bleached hair, dial up internet, and the 92 93 Dallas Mavericks. Unfortunately, just like bleached hair, dial up internet, and those 11 and 71 Dallas Mavericks, Crime Boss looks awful, is technically outclassed, and is full of embarrassing performances. Hard to outright hate, thanks to the compelling car crash quality of some of its cutscenes. It's nonetheless impossible to recommend right now, on account of regular bugs, repetitive missions, and bog-standard blasting that's unmemorable at its best and exacerbating at its worst. At face value, Crime Boss looks like a hearty deal. There are three separate ways to play, including a dedicated single-player campaign and two co-op-focused modes. On top of that, Bon Jovi's second best song about cowboys is on the soundtrack, and Michael Madsen is here as the leading man Travis Baker, in a dapper hat no less. Madsen isn't a prolific video game actor, but he has demonstrated an ability to pick quality winners in the past, certainly with the likes of Telltale's The Walking Dead, Dishonored, and a 2001 game you may have heard of from the makers of Christmas Lemmings called Grand Theft Auto 3. Unfortunately, his winning streak is now broken. It's actually tricky to pinpoint precisely which pillar of crime boss is the weakest, although a shooter with combat as scrappy as it is here is always going to be on a hiding to nothing. Melee attacks are hopelessly unconvincing and the shooting itself is annoyingly imprecise and ineffectual, with the slime balls of Rocky City capable of absorbing punishment like their chests are made of Kevlar. The explanation here likely has something to do with the fact that roguelike single player rations out perks that negate aiming sway and increase the stopping power of your rounds as rewards for leveling up. But that doesn't really help. If anything, it makes it seem like it's just been arbitrarily made to feel like garbage until you can level up for the chance to make it feel less so. The roguelike approach to the solo campaign, dubbed Baker's Battle, is an interesting slant, but it ultimately becomes exhausting. Completing Baker's Battle requires us to take over all territories in Rocky City. Taking territories requires surviving a chaotic but largely vanilla turf war against a wave of opposition gang members. Defending territories requires surviving a chaotic but largely vanilla turf war against a wave of opposition gang members. Funding all this requires stealing stuff from a modest assortment of warehouses, strip malls, and other secure spots that always look pretty much the same. What I mean is that pushing through the campaign is already an exercise in repetition. Making it a roguelike feels like putting a treadmill in a hamster wheel. Beyond that, the only real change to the formula comes in the form of some incredibly left-field side missions like a Vietnam War flashback or a baffling trip to a snap-frozen Russian airbase, none of which have been particularly enjoyable thanks to tiny maps and unsatisfying action. Black Ops did this better 13 years and two console generations ago. The other ways to play Crime Boss are either via a quick play menu where you can drop into random jobs or a series of so-called mini campaigns called Urban Legends. Both of these can be played online with co-op partners or with bots. Both of these also seem like the missions I already played in Baker's Battle, only this time with friends who'd probably rather be playing Payday. Inelegant are the lion's share of voice performances from its otherwise highly recognizable cast, most of which feel like they were email attachments sent back to the studio the same day the contracts came through. I'll happily admit seeing Michael Rooker and Danny Trejo digitally de-aged and straight off the set of Days of Thunder and Desperado respectively was a powerful novelty at first, but Crime Boss otherwise squanders its kitsch cast. Vanilla Ice is here as a rapping drug lord who is either beatboxing between his sentences or has someone else doing it for him. I can't tell. Danny Glover is here and doing his best, despite the fact that they didn't exactly push the boat out when naming his character, which is gloves. The always terrific Danny Trejo is here, but I've only heard him speak once. He has a bigger presence on the box art than in the game itself. The worst celebrity by a country mile, however, is Chuck Norris, who appears quite regularly either gloating over your dead body at the end of a run or showcasing his incorrigible lack of trigger discipline by continually wagging his pistol at his partner. I like Chuck Norris movies as much as the next guy who grew up lurking in video stores throughout the 80s and 90s, but the only thing missing in action here is his ability to speak naturally. I guess it makes sense for a game about stealing everything that isn't nailed down someone has pilfered half the punctuation from Chuck Norris's script. Crime Boss Rocky City is an overly ambitious airball on all fronts, from its sloppy moment-to-moment gameplay to its largely abysmal voice acting, the worst of which sound like single takes spliced in with mistakes intact. There's an earnestness with which Crime Boss has been put together that I do admire as kind of a direct-to-VHS knockoff of payday on a promising 90s backdrop, and there is an inescapable novelty in seeing these DH Hollywood stars staring the story here, Unfortunately, the hokey charm on display is nowhere near strong enough to offset the repetitive and regularly frustrating mission design, its roguelike single-player rapidly becomes a total chore, and its co-op juice just isn't worth the squeeze. Sadly, crime boss Raque City's coked-up ego has been writing checks its budget-priced body couldn't cash. Spoken Lair